Hello there. Thank you very much for joining me today. We're going to be talking about snacking. And I know that for a lot of you, for pretty much everyone, this, this is at least sometimes a problem. And it's basically, it's a massive obstacle for people getting where they want to be. I mean, they know what they should be eating, but there's often this almost kind of uncontrollable, impulsive, habitual nature to snacking that makes it really difficult to overcome. So what it is that I'm going to be doing today is I'm going to be expanding on the sort of intuitive eating basics by talking specifically about, about snacking. And I basically I put together a little framework for you, which is going to break things down. It's going to basically outline what it is that I define as snacking so that you can actually understand what the enemy is. Uh, we're going to break down the different types of snacking in terms of uh, when you're doing it because a lot of the time people find that they they snack within a specific window and that if they can actually identify that and sort of define that, then it gives them a little bit more to work with in terms of trying to overcome it. And lastly, we're gonna be looking at some of the underlying reasons as to why people snack in the first place. And so hopefully when you, you put all this together, it should help to demystify the, the problem of snack, snacking a little bit. And ultimately it's gonna help you to getting a little bit more control and have a little bit more uh, freedom with your, your eating. So without further ado, we're gonna get started. First thing I want to do is I want to quickly just run through how I would define snacking. So snacking, according to the official definition, which I've just pulled off dictionary.com or something, is uh, a small portion of food or a light meal, um, especially one eaten between regular meals. Now, this is not actually what I'm talking about when I'm talking about snacking, because as far as I'm concerned, you can kind of eat as many meals as you like and a meal is a meal. The thing that I'm concerned with, and I think the thing that people struggle with, is something slightly different, which is actually consuming high calorie, low volume foods between meals when you're not hungry or in the absence of hunger. This is a problem in and of itself because what it means is that you're consuming uh, not a lot of food with a lot of calories and you're not actually doing it to sort of satisfy hunger, you're doing it for different reasons. And hopefully at this point you understand that one of the main things that we're trying to do is not to stop you from uh, sort of you know eating, but just to have you listen to your hunger signals a little bit more, eating a little bit more slowly, and ultimately actually making the right decisions when it comes to actually choosing what to eat. So snack foods aren't off limits, so to, so to speak, but if you want to stand a chance of actually losing weight, getting fitter and keeping it that way for the long term, then you want to try and limit the amount of these kinds of foods that you're eating between meals. So I think you get what I mean. And that's that's kind of the enemy in terms of that's what we're looking to do. So as far as I'm concerned, there are, there are sort of three main windows for snacking. And by window, I mean is, is between meals. So we have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Now, the first one is window one, which is basically between breakfast or waking up and having some lunch. And typically, this will be, you know, having, as it's sort of pictured here, you go for a coffee and you get a croissant or something like that. Uh, it's having like a snack bar or something in between breakfast and lunch. Um, I don't know, it might be a biscuit or, you know, the, some biscuits or something like that. And generally speaking, I would say that in terms of people really overdoing it with snacking, being consistently tied to a snacking habit they can't shift, this is probably the least common problem as far as I'm concerned. Generally speaking, people don't struggle too much with this and the snacking that they do during this window is actually likely to be a little bit more intentional and a little bit more sort of a conscious decision which they're actually quite happy with. Now that's not to say that this couldn't be something that's out of control but typically that's what I find. So 
that's the first one. The second window is window number two, which is kind of after lunch and before dinner. So this this is a big one, right? This is the sort of the, the middle of the afternoon dip. This is the that kind of, you know, that low energy feeling that you get in the afternoon where you kind of feel like you need a bit of a pick me up and you just want a little snack, you want a little something to keep you going. This is this is something that I see, especially office workers, people that are busy working, they kind of get to that, that middle point in the day and they just wanted to say, sort of looking at the clock, waiting for it to finish. And I think that this is a big one for people to work on. So this is between lunch and dinner. And I just want you to bear that in mind going forward. The third one, and I think the one that, that people are most likely to overdo if it's something that they struggle with, is the sort of the window after dinner, when you finish your dinner, and going to bed, or you know, waking up the next morning, but let's just say going to bed. And this is where you know, you're probably tired at the end of the day, you're a bit stressed out, you're looking for a bit of, almost like a bit of relaxation, because I don't know, there's lots of stuff going on in the day and you kind of want some, you want to do something that feels good, which is like eating some popcorn in front of the TV or something. And generally speaking, this is where people tend to be their most mindless in terms of what they're eating. So they tend to be in front of the television or it tends to be doing, um, or sort of, you know, just reaching something and just grazing kind of mindlessly staring into the fridge late at night, we're hoping something good turns up, that kind of thing. Now, this is for me is the biggest one, but any one of these three windows can be a sort of your specific uh, area of problem. And if you, for example, you have a snacking problem that you're looking to try and improve upon, then I would suggest that you start by attacking one of these three windows. So for example, you might say, I'm not gonna, if, if for example, window number three is your big one, but you also snack between breakfast and lunch, you also snack between lunch and dinner, but window number three is, is after dinner is where you struggle the most, then I would suggest that you start off by saying, look, I'm just gonna make sure that I don't uh, snack after dinner, okay? And I have to say, just a, little, just a little fill in as a piece of advice for this specific window, I would say that the best thing to do is when you finish your dinner is go and brush your teeth, because if you do that kind of clears your palate and it stops you from necessarily wanting to eat anymore. But anyway, the point is, is that I want you to look back at what you're doing. If you're doing a food journal, or you're doing something that, like that, and actually identify which area of the day is the most um, sort of in need of improvement for you, and then start by, by doing that, okay? Now, the next thing is, is you ask the question of why do I snack? What's the reason why I choose? And there are, as far as I'm concerned, there's four broad reasons, and obviously they have different specific sort of, um, sort of reasons within them, but four broad reasons as to why people want to snack. And the first one is a need for distraction. Now, this might be a distraction from stress or a distraction from boredom, loneliness, sadness, any kind of negative emotion where you're, you know, you're not feeling tip top. Uh, it might be uh, an environmental cue. So it might be as I sit on the sofa, I feel like I want to have a snack. When I walk into a coffee shop, it might feel like I need to pick up a biscuit. Um, when, you know, I don't know, Bob at work comes around with the, you know, a box full of sweets every, every Tuesday or something, that's an environmental cue that makes you want to have a snack. The, any one of these things can cause you to actually sort of develop a habit, right? Energy is, is a big one, and I think that that is the main reason why people tend to snack more in the evening, less in the afternoon, and then even less in the morning, is because people are looking for that energy sort of spike. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that the, the sort of, the food, it, although it gives you a pick-me-up, it doesn't necessarily give you energy, because that's not, that's not necessarily how it works. Um, 
And the last one is hunger. So this for me is a good one. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're hungry, then you should eat something. The thing I would like you to consider if you are hungry is to make sure that you're eating something that's, that's a good food. So something that's not low volume and high calorie, something that's got a little bit more nutritional value, something that's got a little bit more um, sort of a, a, more like a whole food. That would, be, that would be a really good idea. So what we're going to do now is we're going to run through those um, in order and then we're going to give you a little bit more detail. So solutions, if, if, you're, if you're struggling with a need for a distraction, then the first thing that I would suggest is, and if you're not sure and you think that this may not be the case or you're not sure, then I'd like you to try the mindful eating test. Now, this is where, say for example, I'm sitting on the sofa and I'm watching rugby match or something and eating a bag of Doritos, okay? I could very easily sit there mindlessly munching through an entire bag of Doritos, don't really think about it, and get to the end of it and think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. If you, at exactly the same time, if you took me next door, sat me in a room by myself, like almost like putting a, put myself in a timeout with the Doritos, sit me at the table and say, right, eat as many of those Doritos as you want. I know for a fact that I wouldn't eat the whole packet of Doritos because I would probably get bored. And especially if you asked me to eat them slowly and actually taste every one and all that kind of stuff. I don't like the Doritos that much. It just feels like something that adds to the, the distraction. So I'm watching the television, I'm munching or something, and I'm kind of just like giving myself all this, this nice stimulus. So. Try that if you're ever unsure, that is a great start. The next thing you can do is to actually sort of work on mindfulness training. Now, I bring this up a lot. It's something that I really believe in and it's something that in its very essence, I can't really force upon you. So if you don't want to do it, then that's fair enough. But uh, actually working on getting better in touch with, with really how you feel is a huge, huge sort of weapon in your armory to helping you avoid snacking to just to gain a distraction so if you're if you're bored because you're sitting on your own you've got nothing to do food doesn't really fix that it just distracts you from that but the thing is is that the the distraction of the food can take our mind away from that feeling for a little while but when you get to the end of that food you're now returning back to the problem you had originally but you now also have the guilt of having eaten an entire share bag of doritos okay so what would be more useful in that situation is to actually acknowledge that what you feel is tiredness or what you feel is stress or it's boredom or it's loneliness or it's, you know, it's these kinds of things and actually acknowledging that the food is probably not going to actually help you in the long run and it's not going it, to, at very best, it's going to distract you and it, you don't even really enjoy it as much as you're potentially telling yourself that you are. The thing to think about here is that actually understanding yourself better and getting a better appreciation of your own brain, of your own mind, of your own self. That is the essence of mindfulness training and that will help you to sort of actually respond better to these feelings in these situations rather than just resulting to using food as a kind of a, as a sort of sticking a band-aid over it to use an American term. Um, and that will, that will definitely help a lot. So the other way of looking at it is actually just to simply work on, on feeling good. So if you feel these ways, if you feel sad or tired or whatever, depressed less um, less often because you feel good, then you'll actually, you will be cutting it off at the source. So always prioritize, and this isn't a quick fix, but this is something to think about long-term, always prioritize making sure that you've got enough steps in. So you've got your activity sorted, 
making sure that you you know you do sociable things whether that means i know we're talking in the middle of a pandemic at the moment but the you know making sure that you're you know getting on the phone getting out and seeing people getting some sunlight you know doing stuff like it's obvious right but doing that kind of thing or actually thinking of a healthy alternative so for example if you feel stressed actually doing some breathing exercises will make you feel less stressed doing some stretching will make you feel less stressed and will actually give you a positive um, solution to the problem that's actually going to leave you feeling better as opposed to worse. So that is a sort of an overview of how you might deal with if you're distracted. The second thing is environmental problems. And people with environment tend to jump straight to the excuse of uh, other people. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to discount other people. I don't want you to think even slightly. If someone's walking around your office every day and offering you cake, completely distract them or sorry, to completely ignore them. And first thing to do is sort out your own life. Okay, so sort out the things that you can control and get a better handle on that. So for the first thing is, do you have things in your cupboards that you know that you shouldn't have, but you only hold on to them because you can't bear to throw things away or because you feel the need to have them in just in case someone comes around or anything like that? Make sure that your home space, your office space, wherever it is that you are, is a safe haven of good choices. Make the things that you want to be eating more obvious and easier to get to. We've talked about this before. Or make the things that you don't want to have, if you absolutely must have them in your house, make them harder to get to and make them less obvious. Okay? So shopping tactics, buy less junk, buy more good stuff. Make sure that at least when you have control yourself, you're making the right choices. Once you've got into that position, if you can honestly say, whenever I'm on my own, whenever I'm in complete control, whenever I don't have any external pressure, I always make the right choice then you can start to say with more confidence to other people that this is not something that I want to do, this is not something I want to partake in. And you can then make that decision that you are, you know, you're, you're saying that you do or don't want to get yourself involved with whatever it is that people are offering you. To sort of make the point very clear, what I don't want you to be doing is to be complaining about the fact that you've got people offering you this, people offering you that, environmental things that are outside of your control, but then simultaneously having a bunch of stuff in your house that you can't stop yourself from eating because you can't actually sort out your own stuff first. So it's really important to get that kind of distinction clear and make sure that you've got a good environment before you then, to sort of support you, before you then start to worry about dealing with others because that can be a little bit more tricky. The third one is, is if your energy's crap. So for example, let's say you're not getting enough sleep or you're absolutely reliant on caffeine to get you through the day, which is probably meaning you're not getting enough sleep. And you know, you're not getting any daylight, you're not moving, you're not drinking enough water. These things are actually quite easily fixed. It's not complicated to drink less caffeine, make sure you get some daylight and go for a walk every day, or to have a couple of glasses of water a day, or just to make sure that you're going to bed and waking up at a reasonable time. If you're working shifts, then okay, that may not be as easy to do. If you've got young children or whatever, you know, there are obvious obstacles to this. But for the most part, we could all do a better job at making sure that we actually manage our energy so that we don't find ourselves in a position where it gets to three o'clock in the afternoon and because all you've had to drink all day is four cups of coffee, you haven't seen the sun because it's January and you, know, you drove to work, sat down and drove back every day for the last four days, not surprising your energy is going to be lacking. So to be proactive about this can make a really big difference. And then the last one and my favorite one for the reasons as to why people should be you know, snacking is hunger. And if you are actually hungry, and you say haven't had enough lunch or you haven't you know it's got too long to wait for dinner or whatever it is i don't know then have some food you know if you get to the middle of the afternoon you are actually genuinely hungry every day then have two lunches you know i do this um as far as i'm concerned i have four meals a day i have breakfast when i wake up i have lunch 
I have kind of the same thing again for second lunch, and then I have dinner because uh, that works better for me. That isn't necessarily what I recommend that everybody does because you know for lots of people that's too much and it's too much faff and all that kind of stuff, but you've got to work out what, what's best for you. So if you feel like you get to the middle of the afternoon, you get to the middle of the morning, you know, you're, you're, you're getting to the evening and you're actually genuinely really hungry, then firstly, real food should solve the problem. So if you feel like you need to go for something sweet or you need to go for something um, sort of, you know the kind of food I mean, high calorie food, then chances are you're not hungry. You should be able to fix it with a piece of fruit. You should be able to fix it with some kind of, if you're, if you can fix it with a salad, it's hunger. If you can't fix it with a salad, it's not hunger. That's an easy one for you. Um, but if you are hungry, then just eat some food and don't feel bad about it because ultimately, in helping you to actually get control of your hunger signals, you must honour your hunger signals by eating when you're hungry in the same way as you must honour your hunger signals by not eating when you're not hungry. It works both ways. What I don't want you to do is just to be like, oh, always eat less because actually all you're doing is then you're just setting yourself up for a fall. So... The important thing to do with this one is it is a really complex thing and I've, I've sort of done my best to try and compartmentalize this as much as possible. But snacking is, generally speaking, everyone's problem. If you fix snacking, you fix everything. So take it one step at a time. And this is a little Jordan Peterson quote, which I really, really like, which is if you have the humility to set the bar low enough, then you stand a good chance of being better tomorrow than you are today. And that is the essence of what I want you to do with this because you are simply not going to fix snacking overnight. Make positive changes to what you're gonna be doing. Identify a window in which you can work in. There you go, hang on. Identify a window in which you want to start with. So it might be window one, two or three. Think about why it is that, you, that you're you know, wanting to snack. Could be a number of reasons, bear that in mind. So pick whichever one you think the biggest one is. Come up with a simple solution as to how you can fix it using the, the sort of the framework that I just identified. Implement it and then repeat. And ultimately, if you keep working on that and you keep working at it and you actually, as it said, sort of have the humility to set the bar low enough, then you will continue to make good progress. There is no quick fix. And the fact of the matter is, is that it's gonna take a little while to, to get this one. You should be able to make a decent dent fairly quickly, but to actually eliminate it altogether, this emotional eating is, is not gonna happen quickly, so I don't expect it to. But if you do, you're ultimately gonna end up with the freedom that you want and the freedom that basically you need in order to make the progress that you wanna make and ultimately keep yourself there forever. So hopefully this is good, hopefully this helped. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you all very soon. Um, otherwise, have a great day, cheers.